The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to Ben Emmons, Managing Director of Global Macro Strategy at Medley Global Advisors. Ben, uh, Fed Bank of Minneapolis President Neil Kashkari reminded investors that the Fed's goal is not to get inflation to roll over and start heading down, but rather to crush it, uh, to eviscerate it, to get it back down to 2%. So if you're banking on the Fed to get warm and cuddly anytime soon, think again. I think he's right, Brian, because, you know, I think that that was the big misinterpretation last week. You know, as much as Powell may have said that the Fed is at neutral, we really meant to say, like, yeah, we're now at a rate where in the past inflation was at 2% or below. Clearly, we're not in that situation. Inflation is much higher. You look at the trim mean uh, from Dallas Fed on Friday, that was actually very alarming. Those, those, all those uh, trim means are rising much faster so an input of those trim means into Bollard's model that he's been pitching since April actually now says the Fed funds rate should be 4.5%. So that's to Kaskari's point, who's, by the way, the only one projecting that kind of a rate closer to that rate at the end of this year. You know, I, 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 had a, I had a tag on that question that I, I didn't put in because I was concerned about time, but I want to mention it. Uh, right. Bloomberg <laughs> Economics thinks the terminal rate is 5% or will be. Yeah, and, you know, that could well be, Brian, like, you know, this disinflation data is not healthy at all by the acceleration in those core measures. So, you know, what took us guys' point, you got to crush it, you got to bring it down. Waller said the same thing. We are not satisfied with inflation back to 3 4%. It must be too. So I think this was the misunderstanding last week in the, in the markets, thinking the Fed is closer to its end. It's not, right? It's, it's maybe at the, at, the, at the middle of that cycle, right? And therefore... I think the front end of the yield curve looks, in that regard, mispriced, as I say. Like, it looks too low for where the Fed will be heading to. How do they know, ultimately? This is the thing. I mean, this is uncharted terrain, is it not, Ben? It is uncharted, uh, Rich, but I think that, that, you know, back in 2015, when they lift off, inflation was perhaps too low at that time, very modest. And they took some, you know, preemptive uh, measures in order to say, well, we want to avoid something that now is happening today, right? Because in an acceleration of inflation. So today is a really different situation. We, you know, we're coming out of this pandemic and we're dealing with this residual uh, of inflation. And I think here's where the, the challenge is for the fact that you cannot just back away from that too soon. And so the yeah. 70s is one experience, but the other experience is in, is in the 2000s. So I think yeah. they're going to continue. They're going to continue with these rate hikes. There's so much tension out there at the moment in bond and equity markets. There's almost a sense of something's got to give at some stage. What's your gut feeling, Ben? My gut feeling tells me, Rich, that, that the bond market does have it a bit wrong this time. I think that, that this kind of too quick an end to inflation. 
On the equity side, however, there, there was a fair bit of discounting of the recession scenario that happened in the first half. So that that rebound is ongoing currently, maybe except for today, is, I think, more logical. But bonds have, I think, moved too quick down. So I think that's where the tension is. As we were discussing earlier, it really will be the direction, again, by the Federal Reserve indicating you know, we're going to have to continue with higher rates. And then you cannot stay this low with, with Treasury yields to where we are right now. Yeah, it's perplexing to have the tenure at 2.64% with the Fed this aggressive. Um, what What is the essential message and how different is it from the stock market? Maybe the one message is that people who buy bonds at these, these levels feel that you really do get a completely different picture in inflation than what the Fed is projecting. Right? They're looking at commodities, they're looking at basically the housing market and all the forward-looking indicators, and they based upon their pre-pandemic models and say there's going to be a crash in inflation and I yeah that's I think not the right calculation you know yes we're going to have slower activity the ISM data this week coming up will be a big focus point they will not be a foreboder of recession but more ultimately confirm that we may have been in a recession but we're not dealing with the same inflation rate I think that continues to be the the, the, the puzzle here uh, it must be reflected into higher rates until the Fed gets more credibly inflation under control, and which is not there at that stage. And I based it upon that data from Friday. That was, I thought, very alarming from the, the Dallas Fed, the trimming data. I mean, in a, in the context you're talking about here, Ben, you know, we look at CPI, we look at PC, which is one of their favorites, but they've got to look beyond that. I mean, of course, they look at the employment figures, of course, but, you know, the PMI numbers mm-hmm. are also taking um, more and more center stage. They do. And look, the, the, the regional data that's come out so far shows a very mixed, if not weak picture. Good indication what ISM will show next week so that they, those both manufacturing and services will decline. I think that's quite clear. And it may also be a little bit of the, the movement in yields that reflect that. Um, but then it, it's not like we're in an imminent major recession just yet. I think that's the difference. And therefore, the yield curve inversion is really more about we have to drive policy tighter to combat inflation and that we're dealing with a recession right now. That's, I think, the, the tension there. So, mm. you know, the economy is on, it's on, this, it's on this slowdown. That's clear. But it's not in the recession. I think. Let's talk about China for a moment. Um, we had the Politburo promising no new stimulus, and then uh, immediately we get manufacturing contracting. Uh, so I guess, you know, it's worth asking the question, hey, I mean, if you are asking the question, uh, you know, what, what – um, what holds um, growth or COVID policy? It's pretty clear the answer is COVID policy. How detrimental is that likely to be for China, along with a housing crisis? Yeah, it certainly put that economy at a, at a, at a bigger challenge than maybe people have thought. You know, there was a period of time in the last sort of two months that views on that we have maybe more flexible policy around COVID. That turned out not to be the case, right? They clearly continue to follow restrictive policy. And then that means zero COVID will go on until 2023. And that's the case. Then the 5.5% growth rate, which was not mentioned by the Politburo last week at its meeting, will also then not be met, right? That, that target will probably be more of a medium target. So an economy that is as challenged by the virus as any other economy, and therefore the reopening of the economy is also delayed, say, full yeah. reopening, right? And I think that's, a, that's still a big deal in the future, but not for yeah. now. 
Okay, Ben, thanks very much for joining us on your Sunday evening there. Ben Emmons, Managing Director of Global Macro Strategy at Medley Global Advisors. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.